You're listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Segert van der Linden. Today, it's time for part three in our nine-part series on the Cloud Adoption Framework, or CAF. That's Microsoft's nine-step guideline to help you move to the cloud. In this episode, we talk about planning, because that is obviously a really important step. Alex Malos and Jurian Uitenboog out of Inside are here with me. And the first thing I noticed in this step of the CAF is that you need to make an inventory of your current digital estate, all the apps that are running on your service. And I was wondering, don't all companies already have such an inventory? That's that's what you would thought. Yeah. But uh, in practice, in real life, it's it's pretty much different. Yeah. A lot of companies, they don't know exactly what's running on their uh, on their physical equipment. In some cases, service providers don't know because those are workloads from their end customers, so they are not allowed to see what's running there from an application point of view or data. But yeah, we have seen many cases where a service provider didn't have a clue on the amount of servers that were running, uh, the amount of CPUs that were used, etc. No. Especially as well when when you think about mergers, for example, you acquire a new company, you blend in everything mm-hmm. but then you don't really know what's in there and uh, we have a perfect example for this there is uh, this company in the netherlands you may have heard of it called PostNL. never heard of it <laughs> please explain <laughs> <laughs> so these guys were in the migration phase towards the cloud and of course you need to assess that environment and so and when they st- started to think about the assessment phase or when they started the assessment phase, they realized that there are 14,000 apps that need to go to the (laughs) cloud. So then it was like, who will start working towards that, right? It's it's absolutely an impressive number. And and talking about inventory and, and looking at, is this something that can run in the cloud? Is this something we still need? Because there may be some application on some server in the corner of the room, whatever, which nobody knows what's all about. There was one person working with it and they left the company 10 years ago or whatever. Um, and they still kept the server running. So so for PostNL, after for, assessing... For, for, for listeners not from the Netherlands, that's the, 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 the national post service of the Netherlands. Uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for PostNL? So, so for PostNL, when they assessed... And, and looked at everything. I don't know the exact time it took them to, to go through everything, but they concluded that 7,000 apps are not needed anymore. So that you just dumped that? They just ditched them. And, ah, and so it's, a, it, it's possibly a time-consuming process, but it can save you a lot in the long run. Definitely, yeah. It's so a, so you, you need to first be aware of what's in there and then start thinking of... Is this something we still need? Is this something we need to get rid of? Is this something we need to talk? We were discussing during our break about the five R's. Yeah, yeah, the rebuild. This, you you know them by by heart. <laughs> is, is this something we need to maybe re-architect, or is it something that we can just take as is and put it run in the cloud, so the re-host part, or is this something we need to to redesign? Or is it something to I forgot them now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> restructure was uh, was one of the. Or was it something we need to restructure, or is it something we need to to uh, get rid of? Yeah, and there's a nice table that Marks have created for that. So if you look into those five R's, and let's take rehost as an example. In some cases, rehosting is the only the only option because of time pressure or because the the op- operating system is only available there in Azure as an in infrastructure. Um, then cost saving is not that much. So if you pick up your, your current estate and do a rehost, so we call it a shift, shift, lift and shift, 
as is migration, um, that won't save you that much money. And that won't, well, of course, that would add agility and scalability and those kind of things. Um, but it's not always the recommended way to do so because then you will treat Azure as a, or Microsoft as a hosting company. And I can tell you one thing, Microsoft is not the cheapest hosting company. So if, if that's your strategy, then yeah, I'm not sure whether rehost is the right uh, the right uh, the right approach yeah and, and it is exactly about this decision because not everything needs to run in the cloud there will be some stuff which will just need to stay on-prem for a variety of reasons rehosting being one of them maybe you cannot rehost it is too old too too much of a legacy of of application that cannot run in the cloud yeah in the format it has now so that's something you may want to re-architect for example so then you 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 do the inventory and then you understand okay this is the list of stuff that can run in the cloud this is the list that cannot so we then we make a decision for the legacy app it cannot run in the public cloud so we need to re-architect it or try to find a SaaS, a software as a service solution out there which does the same or well eventually they're better. And it can go in two ways. So we do see different types of customers, of course, and some of them, they are a bit, well, I won't say reluctant, but they're not that enthusiastic about Azure in the beginning. And they think, yeah, it's way more uh, way more expensive, et cetera, et cetera. And then we start doing the inventory and, and looking into what there's really running, like an example of PostNL. And then they will see that there is a cost saving because they can get rid of certain applications. They can get rid of... Uh, what people who are managing the environment, etc., um, and also sometimes it's the other, the, the opposite than customers or service providers think that everything is possible in Azure and that it will be smooth and easy and and super cheap, and then they find out that it's not that cheap or that they configured it the wrong way. So, yeah, there are also multiple outcomes there. This asks some flexibility of the the the, the service providers. I mean, for example, PostNL, they got seven thousand apps they they they're using they're, those are completely uh those are completely different apps uh, they're they're specific to their branch uh that that asks some flexibility of of a service provider to to work with that and to know can i run that in azure do i need to rehost rebuild rearchitect uh, all the other r's i think that that's um connected to uh, the topics we discussed in the, in the in the previous episode that's that's where partners are vital because not every service provider or every end customer is capable of rewriting their own application. So that's definitely where you can go to an ISV or to uh, another partner that, that is capable of rewriting your application. So it's, it, it suits the cloud. It's a long process, a time-consuming process to, to assess every app, every workload to know, okay, do we need it? Uh, do do we still need it? Do we still use it? How can we use it the best way? Do we need it in Azure? Do we need it on-prem? Do we need it? Uh, that's that's so much questions to ask. Um, I, I can imagine a service provider can guide an end user in in this kind of process. Uh, or or right? a partner can or a guide partner. a service provider. Yeah, yeah. In, in this process, yeah, and that's where you need to be again agile because you need to today you decide that there are 14,000 apps that need to go to the cloud and then in two weeks from now you understand that that some of them will just never happen they, they just need to be put away so then instead of uh, or, or from going from the direction plan of migrating everything you arrive at a point in two weeks time where you understand okay maybe we need to analyze everything in more detail so we see what we can get rid of 
and then or what we can we need to re-architect or what uh, and, and what can be actually migrated and that's only the technical part and as we just discussed in the previous episodes as well is that you need other departments of your company as well and, and each application is part of a process so you have to look into those business processes as well you know who's using that application and why is that group of users using that application what does it do is it is it related to another application is it related to a business process to a certain outcome so that's 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 a, a super important thing to to realize as well yeah, yeah so that's that's why sometimes you need to start with creating the enterprise architecture so not from a technical perspective but from a operational perspective how do my business processes look like and how do i want to change them that's digital transformation of course um, and then it will suit that yeah. rather than changing the it because you need to change the it and the discussion will will go around understanding all the dependencies as Jurian was mentioning you you may have an application that is being used by the hr department and you would think that it is only used by the hr department but when when you when you go deeper and look and in uh, underneath so to say you will you will see that maybe it, it is being used by people from the finance department and from the it and those that they have other apps which are interacting with yeah yeah this hr app so it's a lot of complexity in, in the first place from a technical perspective but then you need to discuss with the with the finance or or to the yeah with, you, you need to, with you, the monetary perspective as we uh, yeah you need to get them you need to get them all in line and you need to get them all you need to get straight okay this is what we got this is what we but this is what we need maybe is that that's that's maybe the question we got this but what do we need what do we actually need? Yeah. And what is urgent and what can wait? Yeah. Yeah. What do we need in the cloud and what do we need on-prem? And luckily you don't have to do that by manually all um, the, the tools that can help you discover all your applications and dependencies. Those are improving over time as well. So those are a good assistance on, on that. But in the end, you, you, you need enterprise architecture, uh, architects to, yeah, to, who, who can judge or who can who can uh, decide how your business processes look like and how you can streamline that? So again, b business changes, uh, it, it's vital in this as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we have the experts for as well. Yeah. This is something you do upfront before you start migrating it. Um, but I can imagine that this plan is flexible. It has to be flexible. That during migration, you run into all sorts of problems or uh, or things you, you need to adjust to it uh, or, or could, could you uh, is, is it possible to to make it uh, a plan up front and we're gonna do this and when mm -hmm. we, we won't we won't adjust from it this is what we're gonna do and this, this is the way to the end this is what everybody hopes for and nobody <laughs> gets pretty much <laughs> yeah it's 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 exactly that it you would hope and you would gather all the people together in a, an ideal scenario and you would say yes now we thought everything through and we know how to go further but then along the way when you start to do stuff you will always get surprises which you would have never anticipated and then you need to uh, adapt along the way as well did it work for post now I, I are they through? I think they are still in their still migration the phase, yeah. but but yeah, they they it's a continuous working progress anyway. Because even after you have take this lift and shift scenario, you you know 
that we ditch those 7,000 apps and this other 7,000 we put them as is, so we lift and shift, we just have them run in the cloud workload. Then from there, you need to start working on the optimization part and see how to play around with that. So it's a continuous process of, of both deployment, delivery and, and um, optimization along the way. You've been listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zegert van der Linde. Special thanks to Insights, Alex Malos and Jurian Uitenbogaert. Want to know more about Insight and their services? Check insight.com. Next time, we talk about how you know when all your workloads are ready for migration. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>